What is up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Wex Appeal, Barville's Beats and Buffoonery. I am your host, Wex. It is episode 10B, which is a little bit different. It's a little bit, little, little bit strange, but you would know if you listened to the last episode. We started off with Tommy Marquez, and we got through all but uh, a few of our picks for the fantasy football, so we're going to come straight back into that and uh, and talk to that um, that piece in just a moment. It was a great conversation. We were going to put it all into one podcast, but it was going to be a really long podcast, and um, we did it on two different days, actually. You'll hear me talk about that in the podcast that you left and came back with wearing different clothes. It's kind of funny. Uh, it just got to be too long to put into one episode, so I wanted to put it in two episodes. And actually, our last episode was one of the most listened to episodes of all of our episodes so far. And as you know, we're on episode number 10. This is going to be 10B. Uh, if you're playing along at home. So if you didn't listen to 10A, go back and listen to that one. And then rejoin me here with uh, with Tommy Marquez, part number two. It's a great conversation. We had a lot of fun. Um, and we, we, have, we just have a great time. Tommy and I, uh, we get along well, and uh, we had a good talk. Before we begin the episode, though, I do want to talk to you about Duke Cannon. It is the holiday season, and I would not... I wouldn't give anything else but Duke Cannon. It is, it's phenomenal. I've given it to both my brothers and uh, Duke Cannon supply company is the, is the company. They are helping us out with this show. Um, they do a lot of great products, whether it be their, uh, their Babos, B-A-B-O-S, the big ass bar of soap, which comes in all sorts of different scents. They have some holiday features out right now, like freshly cut pine, amazing smells, uh, they have that. They have their um, solid cologne, which is one of my personal favorites. Uh, it's like a wax. You actually just rub it on, rub it onto the spots that you want to smell nice, and you're good to go for the rest of the day. And you can apply it multiple times per day if you'd like. Um, amazing. It, it changed the game. I'm never going to buy spray cologne ever again because solid cologne is the way to go. They also have deodorants. They have body wash. They have shampoo pucks. Basically anything that you could want or need to stock a stuffing stock stock stuff a stocking stock a stuffing (laughs) to stock i'm saying it wrong again to stuff a stocking if you want to stuff your stocking and make it smell just absolutely amazing go over to dukecannon.com and use the promo code bbwex10 or actually bbwex10b you can use either one of those, 10 or 10B, uh, BBWEX10B, to get 10% off of your order and smell fantastic this holiday season. Your loved ones will love it. I promise you that. And uh, without further ado, we're going to take a short break, do a little sponsor thing, sponsor deal, and then we are going to get to part two of me and Tommy talking about our all-time favorite fantasy football team players. Okay. All right. So we took a quick break and we're back. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you see that uh, Tommy and I look a little different than last time, you know, just a few moments ago. And uh, so we, we had to cut it short. We had, you know, things going on. We, we got wrapped up into fantasy football and realized that, you know, both our significant others had other plans for us. So <laughs> we had to go and take care of some things at home, but we're back um, at least on this side of the show for you. It was only a few seconds, but you know, for us, it was a day or two. So, uh, <laughs> Right now, uh, jumping back into fantasy football, man, we uh, we had gone through our quarterbacks and running backs, and here we are at the wide receivers. Mm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it over to you, and, uh, and and see where you go from here. Okay, so my two, my I would say my two wide receivers. Okay. I would go. So I, I'm playing this kind of like a. I, I'm taking a little bit of like the classic, actual, real football mindset behind it a little bit um so my two my two wide receivers one is jerry rice okay um i believe i think he has the single best fantasy season of all time from a wide receiver um but also greatest wide receiver of all time not only did he chew up yards he chewed up touchdowns he chewed up catches um if you're playing in a PPR league, you know, and, and you get those points per reception, which is, you know, why Marshall Falk and LT were such valuable running backs as well. And probably the cleanest route runner oh, the game has ever seen. Like, 100%, 100%. Nobody routes the way that he ran routes. 
great hands, so you're not you're not like getting drops, and some 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 leagues punish for drops, so um, they'll do like a half point stuff like that. So okay. obviously you would never have to worry about that. And uh, you know he was a true number one wide receiver, so you could kind of bank on his week his week to week look rate as far as like how many balls are coming his way and his ability to to beat even some of the best uh, best around. So my other my other wide receiver is someone that I I want to stretch the field and okay. big playability and it's Randy Moss. Uh, yep. So um, he has the best as far as touchdowns, you know, greatest, greatest receiving year of all time. Uh, it's 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 it was between him and it was tough because in another in a similar situation to Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson yep. was an absolute monster at his prime. But he was always on these woefully bad Detroit Lions teams <laughs> that couldn't either could neither a get him the ball well enough because Matt Stafford was had zero line at the time or or just like he was the only option so he was double yeah. and triple teamed well i also think matthew stafford is hugely underrated because of no protection mm-hmm. like i think i think he's a phenomenal quarterback but just like all the other you know role you know your wide receiver running back all those big positions they didn't have any support in detroit mm-hmm. ever I, like, I, I can't remember a time when they had a line that would protect them enough to, to do anything with them. I, I think it's, I think it says something when arguably two of your biggest and most talented stars in your franchise's history retired early due to a combination of exhaustion and the physical toll it took being your number one uh, option going forward on yeah, offense. Absolutely. So, I, so I have Jerry Rice. Okay. Um, I also have a Minnesota Viking. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. On the other side. Yeah. And all he does is catch touchdowns, Mr. Chris Carter. Yeah. Um, again, hands, routes. I mean, the the guy was Mr. Dependable. If you needed a touchdown, you throw it to him. Um, I it, I don't. I'm trying to remember if he still holds the record for most t- touchdowns, or I think somebody just recently, or he was passed. But he's up there in the top numbers of of touchdowns. I know it kind of got a little iffy. Some you know some players caught a couple more and, and things like that, but he just Mr. Dependable mm-hmm. um, played his whole career with, uh, with Minnesota. Right. Yep. Or did he? Yeah. yeah. I'm remembering correctly. Um, played the whole career with, with, um, you know, lining up on the other side of Randy Moss. So he got targets and he was an, an amazing wide receiver as well. He made Dante Culpepper look amazing. Oh man. With, so funny thing about Dante Culpepper, I live in Ocala, Florida. That is, he played high school like right down the road from here. Like oh, literally, okay. literally the stadium that he played high school football is probably two miles from where I'm sitting right now. Um, played for the UCF Knights and he went to when he went to Minnesota, everybody thought he was going to be the, the greatest thing in the world. When you realize anybody I could throw to Randy Moss and Chris Carter and look amazing. And uh, he, you know, he has some issues, you know, turning over the balls, apparently small hands <laughs> was his issue. But I mean, Chris Carter and then, I mean, Jerry Rice, not only did he do it in San Francisco, he then went to Oakland and did the same thing there. And I, I actually, I talked to Sean about this when we were talking about the, uh, the Raiders and the, and the Buccaneers mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl. I still say that had they played anybody else but the Buccaneers, they would have won. Mm-hmm. But they had Gruden, and it was still Gruden's system. And to me, Gruden took two teams to the Super Bowl that year. He took the Bucks, which was, you know, Dungy's Bucks, but he took the Bucks and he took the Raiders. Mm-hmm. They didn't change a play. They didn't change a call. They didn't change a formation. Nothing. So Jerry Rice is is kind of my number one guy, you know, right up there. Um some of the other guys that I would put on the list, um, like you said, Randy Moss, um, Terrell Owens. Yeah. I mean, if, if it wasn't for the egos of these wide receivers, um, I mean, <laughs> you've got Terrell Owens. Um, Antonio Brown is just – you throw anything in his direction. Oh, my gosh. You're going to catch oh. it. Antonio Brown, too. Yeah, for sure. He's – he had t- – I mean, he – 
two of the two seasons I think he had that were just absolutely insane. Where it it's a it's a shame that the ego kind of overshadows some of the some of the accomplishments in that regard. It, it seems like nine times out of ten, though, it's the wide receivers. Yeah. You know, I mean, Michael Irvin had his issues. Yeah, know? playmaker. I mean, as a Cowboys fan, I love Michael Irvin, but oh, yeah. you know, he, you know, they he had he had a handful of issues. He was a he was a partier for sure, yeah. obviously. But it, but uh, and not to pick on not to pick on, pick on your boys, but Des Bryant was kind of the same way. Mm-hmm. Like amazing talent, but why isn't he in the league? Or he yeah. is now. He's he's just uh, barely <laughs> barely. Yeah. Uh, but all these guys with these egos that were just out there. So I mean, it was T.O. and Randy Moss at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, those two guys were just ego everywhere and they couldn't play, you know, with a team that could get them, you know, get them to that next level. Yeah. It's uh, a man. Chris Carter had two, I think, 120 plus catches catch seasons, which is absolutely insane. And Chris Carter, Chris did, did Chris Carter, did Chris Carter play for the Eagles? He was drafted by the Vikings. Was he? I don't know. It, it, I, that's what. That's why when I said, did he did he play the, all the seasons with the with the Vikings? I feel like he may have played somewhere else too. Um, he had right. a he had a catch that, in my opinion, was I'm trying to remember who it was against. One of the greatest catches I've ever seen in my life. It's probably my favorite as someone who played played wide receiver. Yeah, and you know had 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 the options to to play wide receiver in college chris carter was the guy that you idolized and built your your, like your reliability as a catcher as like a hands pass catcher true hands wide receiver he caught a ball i want to say i think it was in the dome he's running towards the uh, the near side uh, sideline and on like a a deep a, a deep out route and the ball is thrown behind him and high and as he's carrying out of bounds, he jumps up and goes across his body and like snags it one-handed, like kind of similar to how Odell did before Odell yeah. was probably even born, and yeah. just sticks it one-handed, toe taps as he's like pirouetting towards the sidelines. I remember seeing it live, and my jaw hit the floor. And yeah. me and my dad both look, we're just like, that's just, you just can't, that, that's just, you can't really teach that. That's just, you're so much better. It's just instinct. Yeah. And and I feel like Antonio Brown has a lot of that, too. Like mm-hmm. some of the catches I saw him make, just they throw it in the corner of the end zone and there's no room for two people there. Yeah. And there's a defender and Antonio Brown. And somehow, whether it be some sort of, you know, dark magic, the ball goes through the defender and Antonio Brown ends up on the ground with it. I'm like, yeah. how did that even happen? Yeah. <laughs> um, Oh, Chris Carter played for the Eagles. You're you're correct there. He played for the Vikings, and then I forgot he did a short stint with the Dolphins. Oh no way! Yeah. So. Oh um, man. Yeah. <laughs> where where people go to die. My yeah. <laughs> to live yeah. out their days of retire in Florida. <laughs> yeah, he was number 88 in, in, for the Dolphins. I don't even remember. I mean, I'm I'm here in Florida, and I don't remember that. Wow. Um, but he, yeah, he played for the Dolphins as well. So that's, I mean, really with, with any of those picks, it's kind of hard to go wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. you take Randy Moss, you take Chris Carter, Jerry Rice, obviously. And I remember when Jerry Rice, it was um, Jerry Rice um, and Taylor. I think it was, was it John, John Taylor? Oh, yeah, yeah, um, oh, yeah. It was, it was, it was Taylor on one side, Rice on the other. They had Roger Craig in the backfield, Joe Montana. Uh, this one, they had Ronnie Lott. Like that defense was just nasty um, I, I, I hated that team because i it was for for like that that was like the late 80s and then by the time i i was old enough to remember it like it was dallas and it was like a, a swap of dallas and the niners and maybe yep. once green Bay snuck in there one time of like who who would represent the the nfc in the super bowl and who would go on to win the super bowl basically yeah so. and, and those games were i remember games between like um, Dallas and San Fran, and then it was San Fran and Green Bay. Like mm-hmm. all of those games were just so tight all the way through. Um, so I mean, that was a that was a fun time of, yeah. of football. You know, I, those just the NFC was just monsters. I was behind enemy enemy lines, being a Cowboys fan that grew up in California, and yep. Candlestick 
the park, which is like, I mean, you can, you you could never get away with a a stadium like that anymore because of where it's built on the south side of San Francisco at Oyster Point. Yeah. And you get you just get and that's why they call it candlestick. I mean, you get these nasty winds and these weird weather patterns showing up out of nowhere, and it's like oh, it you know embodies some of the old school mindset of 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 NFL football and I, I man. Everything was riding on those games for me as a, as a as a young impressionable school age child. Like <laughs> the NFC Championship, you know, right as we're coming back to school from Christmas break, and like what's you know, all the trash talking happening, and you know, you put on if you were lucky enough, you got a, you got your start the starter jacket and your team. Oh yeah. Oh man, and. You know, for I had a, I had a good stretch there for three three out of four years where the Cowboys were on top, but when when they weren't, man, I got an earful and I was <laughs> yeah. I heard it for sure. That was the Steve and that was the Steve Young years. Mm-hmm. Yep. When he was when he was out there just wrecking shop. Um. Okay, so we got our wide receivers. So tight end. This one, like to me, when you say tight end. There's only one guy I can think of, but I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you go, and I think we might end up with the same guy here. Okay, so it's interesting. Like I, I, I think about it, like it's hard for me to separate the the because for fantasy purposes, tight ends is yeah. your tight end is another receiver, right? And it's hard for me to separate the element of like pass blocking, pass blocking, and things like that with the tight end position because that that frames what I think is a truly great tight end. I think mm-hmm. of like the, the best guys to do it on both directions. And that was, you know, guys like Gronk and Tony Gonzalez. But then as far as like changing the game as from a receiver standpoint, it's, it's Jimmy Graham because he, yeah. he's the guy that had, you know, he was double digit touchdowns every year. He was the guy splitting out wide. And it's for me, for me personally, it's between him and, and Gen- Gonzalez. But then I thought about like, okay, it's it's 2020, it's a different game, and I want in that 2020 year, I want Jimmy Graham in his prime, catching passes for me over Tony Gonzalez because I I don't necessarily need him to quote unquote run block. Yeah. So so, so I had Tony Gonzalez. Okay. Yeah. So I, I went the other way. I, I just his all around game. Everything about it. I mean, he always found a way to have the ball in his hands. Always ended up in the touch, you know, scoring a touchdown. I eliminated Gronk purely from the fact of health. Mm-hmm. You you cannot trust him to stay healthy. Now, when he's healthy, he's a monster. I mean, yep. an absolute beast. But you put him in a 16-game season, you may have him 8 to 12 games. And now you've got a hole for, you know, as far as who's going to be there. But, I mean, a healthy Gronk, I think, probably beats both of them. Yeah. Just how punishing he is and how much he changes the entire landscape of the game. He opens up opportunities for the wide receivers because you've got to cover him. Mm -hmm. Um, But Tony Gonzalez, to me, is is kind of that that guy. Um, I, I think he is the leader currently for yards for a tight end. I think so, yeah. And. Is he the touchdown leader as well? I, I want to say he has both of those. He, uh, I know. I know. It's funny. For I can't remember if it was receptions. Jason Witten was close to him on one of them, just because okay. Jason Witten was like, he's just like played so many more games than everyone. And he's, and still, he's, he's still playing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He's, he. I have a Jason Witten jersey in my closet, and he's one of my favorite all-time Cowboys. And I thought he was going to retire a Cowboy after he came back last year. Yeah. But then he decided to trot out for the Oakland Raiders, which I don't I don't hate. But I mean, he is <laughs> he he can't run more than four yards at a time before before he runs out of gas. But you yeah. know, God bless him for for still doing that. But. So Tony Gonzalez has the most yards mm-hmm. by far. Um, Jason, so he has fifteen thousand one hundred twenty-seven yards. Um, Jason Witten, although still playing, has twelve thousand. 711 so he's got him by about 2500 you know right around 2500 yards over top of that and then i mean yeah i don't know about touchdowns it, it, it's not saying touchdowns but yeah there, there there was there was a year a year or two in there like 2005 where antonio gates was really good 
Yeah. And he was basically the go-to guy, but he wasn't consistent enough. He also had injury problems. He's foot issues. But well, I mean, he... the other one that, that I played with a lot, um, oh, he was a, he was a 49er. Um, Davis. Oh, Vernon Davis. Vernon yeah. Davis. Yeah. He, he, I wanted he to say a... Terrell, but I knew that he was the running back. Yeah. Vernon yeah. Davis. At a I... university of Maryland. Ooh, I wrecked shop with him when I, I'd pick him up on a waiver and just ran the league with him. He was, he was incredible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Antonio Gates is, is up there. Gronkowski, Shannon Sharp, Shannon Sharp was really good. Those uh, are the guys, those are the guys that they, they, they just, they were too early, right? Like they came yeah. too, they would have, they would have crushed in today's game, you know, and, yeah. and the, the frequency of passing and so, just some of those guys that just, they're, they're, and I think there are guys that we might see like going forward, like I, Travis Kelsey and, and, and Kittle are going to be, you know, uh, assuming they stay healthy, they're going to be surefire hall of famers, but man, they, they still got some work to do. Yeah. Um, Ray McDonald, um, mm-hmm. out of Pittsburgh. Yeah. He's, he's shown flashes. Um, I don't know if he'll, if he'll pan out, but I mean, he's shown flashes where, I mean, he's just run people flat over. Um, okay. you know, uh, before we before we yeah, switch yeah. off tight ends, there was one other tight end that had a monster year, but I don't think he was consistent enough. And it was Dallas Clark, and he was Peyton Manning's uh, he was Peyton Manning's tight end in in Indy. He always had the taped fingers. Yep, and that that always impressed the he- heck out of me because anytime you opt for taped fingers, that's a football guy's guy right there. Yeah, that that's that's meat and potatoes. And he was that all around guy. He was that he was that old school get down block. I mean, he's yep. leading blocks for the for the running back, also catching catching passes. But yeah, he had a he had a couple of years that were that were pretty impressive. Um, and, and then Tony Gonzalez with the Chiefs was great. And then he went over to Atlanta, and even at at a, you know an older age, considered for that for that position, still put up amazing numbers. Mm-hmm. Super reliable. I, it's. Crazy impressive, both how long he played and how consistently effective he was at the position. Yeah. So, so that leads us to the flex. Okay. The flex. So this could be a running back, could be a wide receiver, could be a tight end. Could be, I mean, it's wide open here, and probably somebody we've already named. I'm sure. Um. I'll, go ahead and and. Uh, hmm. Ah. I'm. I, I'm. This one, this one, I've had a, a few. Yeah. And this one, I'd almost take. This is where I'd probably, and and he's because he had some amazing years. I, this is where I'd probably take Priest Holmes, or I'm torn between Priest Holmes and Stephen Jackson are my two okay. two guys in that in that category. Uh, Priest Holmes had a couple of just absolute crazy good years with the Chiefs. Again, but he, you know, a little bit, he was. A little bit undersized, had some had some tough uh, had some tough injury issues. I think I think he was the I think he was one of the first like kind of bad concussion situations yeah. from the running back position. Um, but man, yeah, uh, I I I thought Stephen Jackson was going to be the first thousand thousand guy to <laughs> run and run run for a thousand, rush for a thousand. Yeah. His two thousand six year with 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 uh, the Rams was amazing. I, I think I'm going to go Priest Holmes. Okay. 2,100 scrimmage yards in 2001. Yeah. And then, and then he followed it up with 2,200 scrimmage yards the following season. It's just like in – man, I – it's 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 crazy. And he, catch, he caught six – he caught 70 passes that year uh-huh. for yeah. – which PPR league is just monstrous. Yeah. So in that same in that same vein, and, and he still has to pan out a little bit more for me. But Alvin Kamara. Oh, yeah. Oh. Just, I love having him on my roster. I love putting him him in the flex. Um, I've got Randy Moss written down like Randy mm-hmm. Moss is, is my flex guy because um, you can put him in and just he would run all over the place. A couple of others that kind of popped into my head um, back in the eighties. I mean, this running back was literally called the nightmare Christian. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I remember I remember going the Raiders going in against him and I'm just like this guy is a monster like he he looks about three feet taller than anybody else on the field um but as far as like a flex a, a true flex you know all over the field I like Priest Holmes there um Marshall Falk also another one that just kind of did it all and um Percy Harvin was another one that I had considered oh yeah healthy Percy Harvin because he he gets you return return touchdowns too yeah so he gets yep. you he, well when there were returns. Mm-hmm. Now, now with the new kicking rules, nobody's returning anything. But Percy Harvin would get you the returns. Mm-hmm. He'd get you the receptions. He'd get you rushing yards. He'd get you rushing touchdowns. I mean, he was the full tool. You know, he would do everything. Um, and another Florida Gator alumni, um, Fred Taylor. Oh yeah, yeah. Was, he had a he had a few years where he was just on point. So, oh, but man. Alvin Kamara is a great one. I mean, yeah. Can you believe? Like, I mean, he he went. He ultimately broke through at Tennessee, but he was in the same recruitment class at University of Alabama with Derrick Henry, T.J. Yeldon, and Kenyon Drake. It, Four yeah. guys in the NFL that, that were a part of that running the, back class for Alabama. The pool, and and Alabama in general, like when they're drafting backup quarterbacks in the first and second round or well, I think second round they were they were drafting back quarterbacks from Alabama just because they didn't get on the field but they knew they could play mm-hmm. I mean it's just just insane the talent pool that is out there um especially at Alabama yeah because I mean look at look at this year I mean every year they have a new quarterback and every year they're number one you know or you know top 10 uh you got Tua who didn't even didn't even get to prove himself yeah after after that hip injury comes back and is drafted he was number one was he number one overall or number two two what, yeah because I mean, one one was burrow yeah uh, he was number three because one was burrow two was chase young to the okay. redskins and i think two was either three or four i don't i think he was three okay yeah i mean he was still top 10 like or top five I mean, it wasn't even a question. They were mm-hmm. going to take him. And you don't even know if he's 100%. You know, he hasn't played a game since since a you know nasty hip injury. And I saw that game. He went When he went down, it was, it was bad. I mean, yeah. it was tears and ugh. it wasn't it wasn't nearly as bad as some of the other people that have gone down that I've seen. Um, like um, Mackenzie Milton, the mm-hmm. quarterback. Yeah. That one was, oh, from UCF. Yeah. Uh, he he <laughs> j- he just came back, right? He just got activated. He's back. He's yeah. back. I don't know if he's back starting, um, but I know he's back on practice and you know running through drills and 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 doing it up. But yeah, that injury was brutal. Um, that that was one of the ones that uh, I don't know where I was, but I. So the same thing happened with uh, with the Dak injury. Mm-hmm. The Dak Prescott. I had left the room for something, and my wife was watching it. And she came back in, and she's like, "Quarterback's out." I'm like, "Oh, okay. Like, how bad?" Like, and she looks at me and goes, "So bad they're not going to show the replay again." I was like, "Oh, oh, that's not good." Oh yeah, I, it's funny. Center- I didn't, I didn't watch that that play happen live. So, um, uh, I can't, what were we doing? I had to step out. I had to. We had to, I had to step away for something. We were we were outside of our apartment. I think we had to go pick up something really quick. And Sean texted me and goes, "It just texted me, uh oh, period." Oh no! And my like my heart sank, and I'm like, "Don't tell back." And he's just like, he didn't see, he didn't respond. And then I immediately like r- rush in and s- heard that it was. And my brother, then my brother, and my dad started lighting up my cell phone and. So, oh my god there's a handful of injuries that like have a visceral memory like that one of them is willis mcgahee's knee injury in the national oh, championship yeah. yep oh man there's a couple of those the other one is anderson silva oh god the leg the leg, oh. leg oh. i remember sitting in a in a we were at, we what we would do is we would all get together as friends and just we'd all kick in five bucks and a snack mm-hmm. and and do the UFC fight, you know, because nobody wanted to pay, you know, 60, 70 or 100 bucks. Yeah. So we'd 
throwing five bucks and we have a room full of guys and we're just we're sitting there in the living room and he threw that kick and one of the guys <laughs> actually got up grabbed his mouth and like ran to the bathroom because he was about to throw up like <laughs> oh like god. oh my gosh it was so bad oh i man i so yeah i i traded kickboxing and i every that i think that kick goes through my head for at least a split second every time i think about throwing a a, a, a kick without yeah. setting it up with a punch every yeah. time Every time I start to think about like, oh, I, uh, I want to like hit him with a leg kick or something like that, I think of Anderson Silva and I make sure I do something, uh, I do something with setting it up with some punches so I can avoid getting checked and having that happen because that terrifies. <laughs> Before you can me. avoid kicking yourself in the back of the calf <laughs> with your own foot. Oh God! Oh. It, it was like it was it was so bad. It was it was oh, oh such a bad kick. Oh. Um, and then, and then to see him step back on it and go to set and it just crumble. So, uh, so back to fantasy football. <laughs> um, so now we're onto the defense. Mm-hmm. So d- defense, I've probably got a different pick. I can explain why, but go, go ahead and give me your, give me your guys. Okay. So. And this one, like I said, we specifically kind of zeroed in on like a year because we're not talking about one guy in his career. We're talking about a, a, a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so for defense, I'm going to go with the Chicago Bears in yep. 2000, 2006, 2006, Ooh. 2007, Chicago Bears. Oh, the Urlachers. The Urlachers. Yes. Because okay. they had – because they were also like – one of the historically great defenses in terms of points against and like they basically carried Rex Grossman to the Super Bowl. Yeah. But they also had Devin Hester. Yes. Who oh yeah. Was a a special teams touchdown machine. I think and, he had I think and he of course the special teams as well. So yes. yeah. So he he had he in back to back years he had six and then seven kick returns for a touchdown, which is like I mean, any t- it's it's a great day when you can when you get one or two a year yeah. on that. But then then you'd also talk about like the pick sixes, the fumble return cover, like defensive touchdowns as a whole. And and knowing you're gonna get you know every third game you're gonna get a a, a kick return at least. And, yeah. You know, in 2007 when he had seven, it's like almost every two. That's that's a lightning rod for your team. Okay. So I expected the Bears to come up, mm-hmm. but of course I was probably expecting the '85 Bears. Mm-hmm. Um, mine is is also a defense that carried to a Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl, which is the 2000 Ravens. Oh, okay, yeah. Ray Lewis, uh, Ed Reed, oh, those guys were just monsters on defense, forcing turnovers. They had to. They had no offense. At all, they had Trent Dilfer. I was just saying, that's Dilfer, man. Hey, Santa Cruz native, grew up in Aptos, with <laughs> uh, the Aptos High. Yeah, I mean, he did just enough not to lose. Like that's all they told him to do. Just I, those, those teams are always hilarious. Like that, I think it's the 2000 Ravens. Was it the 99 Bucks? Whenever they had, whenever they had Sean, was it Sean King was their quarterback? But but that was when they had the other bar they had Rondé Barber yeah they had they had Derek Brooks they had I think it was Warren Sap Warren Sap yep and that was one of like the final like oh a John Lynch on, yeah. at, at safety and that was like the only reason you win any games is because it is your quarterback just has to hand it off to uh, oh my gosh who was who was the, their quarterback when they won the when they won the Super Bowl. All right, let me see. Because uh, that was what? Oh, one? It might have been oh three. No, you might be right. Uh, oh no. Uh, let me. Or think. it might be right in the middle of two. Hmm. <laughs> it might be oh two. Is that they played the Raiders, right? They played the Raiders, yeah. I think it was Brad Johnson. Oh yeah. <laughs> another like another career journeyman you know like he had a couple good years i think but yeah man 
2003 was mm-hmm. the was the year. And uh, yeah, it was it, 48 to 21. <laughs> John Lynch comes off the field, mic'd up, and says, "They didn't change anything. Like they did exactly what you told us they were going to do. They, same call, same play, same formation. Nothing's different." Mm-hmm. Still, still sad. <laughs> But the, my my 2000 Ravens, those guys, they only they allowed 970 rushing yards in the whole season. Like you could not run against them. Um, fewest points allowed for for any for any defense. So mm-hmm. you've got the low points, um, which depending on what type of league you play, you know, based on you know how many points the opposing team scores, they're scoring on defense as well. I mean, they're causing turnovers. They were just, they were vicious. Um, I'm trying to think of the other, because they had a couple guys in there, in there with, uh, with Ray Lewis that just, they were just. Let's see. Hair. Ravens. 2000 Ravens. Yeah. So, hmm. Oh, wow. Priest Holmes was on that team. Oh. And, oh, Rod Woodson towards the end, because he had switched yep. from cornerback to safety. Tony Siragusa. Oh my gosh, oh. the goose. I forgot about him. Oh, I hate what a... it. <laughs> <laughs> it, he, he's it a guy that It all stems from one play. Was he, it uh it, it was Ravens versus the Raiders. Oh, and he broke Rich Gannon's collarbone? Was that it? Yeah. Okay. It, he basically WWE like just from the top rope just mm-hmm. jumped on him. Like there was no reason, there was yeah. no reason at all, and he just jumped on him. I was like, that was when Chris McAllister was was at his best. Yep. Um, he was an it was all pro cornerback. Uh, Peter Boer was another linebacker that I forgot about. Uh, it was an all time great like name. I just love that name, Boer. Yeah. But, uh, let's see. Oh, they had Jonathan. They had Shannon Sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, Travis. Actually, they didn't have a bad offense. Um, Jamal Lewis. Uh, Kadri Ismail, Patrick Johnson, Travis Taylor. That's that's just enough, right? Like yeah. Jamal Lewis, like he totally got. They they knew like there's a shelf life on this guy, and we're gonna pound the rock with him. Yeah. Peter Bulwer, mm-hmm. the left side linebacker. Yeah, they were they were solid. Yeah. I mean they they were definitely a solid team. So now this one, so this so this one I have to laugh because everybody's like, oh the kicker, like. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're gonna take the kicker. Usually, this this pick for me is like whoever's not on a roster. I'm just gonna whatever week I'm feeling like I'll just toss my kicker and pick one up. But um, who do you have for your kicker? And I'm gonna throw one at you, and you're you're gonna laugh. I, I know you're gonna laugh at me. Uh, okay. So <laughs> I was I was looking up like you know some of the best like all time fantasy points and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um. I mean, immediately, like from some of the Patriots teams, Goskowski comes to mind before uh, the so Vinatieri was always clutch, but like the the he didn't kick a ton of field goals. Yeah, um, there was a couple years where Matt Prater was like hitting 55 plus yarders and getting those bonus points all the time. Yep. I know that the best season ever came from David Akers, a lefty on the Niners, which is phenomenal. Yeah, because I remember that year when he was on the team because uh I had a buddy that was uh, intern for them on the marketing team back then, but I, I, I there's two. Okay, I, I, I'll, I'll sort this out on air because I'm trying to decide. Okay. I want. Um, <laughs> I like picking kickers just for sheer, uh, sheer laugh factor and just the fact oh, yeah. that they're hilarious. So the two kickers, one, Mason Crosby who's still mm-hmm. in the league right now, had some great years with Green Bay. We, this this is a personal anecdote. In 2006, he was a preseason All-American from the University of Colorado Buffaloes. And okay. two of my good friends growing up went to University of Colorado. And so we flew out to a game. We flew out to Boulder to watch a football game. And we painted our chests and... They the whole shebang, and they upset a a, um, a nationally ranked Texas A&M team. And Mason Crosby was the most popular guy on the football team oh as the kicker. 
And I remember watching him kick, and I'm like, this guy's going to be a pro kicker. He's so reliable, and it, it just he's got he's got it. And so yeah. ever ever since then, he's been on multiple fantasy championship winning fantasy football teams for me. And I can always count. He's not going to like have the most, but he, I can always count on like, you know, seven to ten points from him and on a, on a weekly basis. A couple field goals, a couple you know extra points. Now the other one, in my in my opinion, is the quintessential kicker and that's morton the great dane anderson <laughs> the, With the single bar oh the single bar I, to, to me that is just that is just perfect i mean he 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 played at michigan state I mean, he's just a midwestern guy any any kicker that actually has a nickname a nickname like the great dane yeah. is because he's danish but it's f- just phenomenal and i i've listened to some interviews with him after his kicking career was over and it uh-huh. just I, it made me like him even more okay so so, so i got a couple picks here and also the comedy factor as well um the so the my my kind of runner-up like i'll put him on the bench but martin automatic grammatic <laughs> oh, the if guy who other- <laughs> celebrating and he, had, and he had brothers, too. Bill Gramatica, too, yeah. <laughs> and I think they both got injured celebrating. Mm-hmm. Like, I, think, I think Bill blew his knee out. <laughs> yeah, they come from a, a long line of uh, of storied kick, kick, kickers in the Gramatica family. Yes. Oh, so, so so that's kind of my, my bench guy. The one is probably cheating. This, this, is, this is probably cheating. I, I'm just going to put it out there. Mm-hmm. But he was the actually the very first fantasy football pick of 1964, George Blanda. Uh, what the is he is he who's he was the kicker and quarterback for the Oakland Raiders. No way, that's so not, a good. Yeah, not only was he the place kicker, so he would get points for every kick and field goal, but also he was the quarterback, so he's going to get points for yards. He's going to get points for touchdowns. He's going to get all those points as well. So, like I said, maybe fudging the lines a little bit here mm-hmm. as to where his actual – like if you put him in the – in the, um, um, I guess it would be like Taysom Hill right now. Like where would you actually list him on the fantasy roster? Yeah. Is he a back? Is he a running back? Is he a you know, wide receiver? Is he a flex guy? You know, so – I like that. Kind of that, that – you know, you put George Blanda in there. Okay, you'll get some kicks, but he's gonna throw. Now, the bad side is he also holds the record for the most interceptions in a season at 42, which is, which still stands today. Um, as much as Jameis Winston tried, <laughs> tried last year, <laughs> tried. He's the only member of the 30-30 club. He's the mm-hmm. the founding member of the of the 30-30. But George Blanda is my is my kicker pick for uh, for this one because I just think, you know, more bang for the buck. He's oh. gonna he's gonna get more you know both those points. I I had Adam Vinatieri as well, mostly because uh, you know when when they were scoring all those points, scoring all those touchdowns. I mean you just four, five, six points just automatically mm-hmm. just from touchdowns. But uh, yeah, those are those are my those are my picks. I I, I almost I I liked Sebastian Janikowski just because. Oh gosh, I he was, I, I should I shouldn't forget about him. <laughs> He's a Florida State guy, and oh, he well. was. In- yeah. Okay, so I'm a Gator fan. Yeah. So, so that part, like the Florida State, the Florida State part of it, you know, I put aside. But he was, my, he was a Raider. Raider first. He was, a, he was a 17th overall pick in the, in the draft that year. But he could kick it from 70 yards. Yeah, that's true. And and had a leg. Sebastian Janikowski was the John Daly of kickers. <laughs> He just drank and smoked and didn't give a care in the world and just hit bombs. That's Absolutely. all he wanted to do. And, I mean, he was probably 50-50 from, you know, 55 to 60 yards, but you knew you had a chance. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you line him up, okay, just let him kick. There's a good, there's a good chance he's going to hit this. He might shank it into right field, but, you know. There was something, there was something uh, comforting about knowing we know they have that, like, that line to gain to get into field goal range. 
and that line just happens to cut through the center, the 50 yard line, like logo. And you're like, yeah. that's where we all, all we got to get to. Like we're, a, we're a decent return away. One, yeah. one, one first down, but yeah, that I kickers are such funny, funny characters. And that, that's why one thing about Morton Anderson, he was a part of the, he's a part of two all decade teams. He's yeah. part of the 80s all-decade team and the 90s all-decade team, which is phenomenal. Well, he played until he was, what, like 45? 40? I think so, yeah. He the was... oldest player ever to play. Um, I want to say he was like 45 when he when he kicked his last kick. Um, wasn't there also a kicker that had like half a foot? Oh, yeah. Um, um, oh, my gosh. That He basically toe-kicked it, and uh, oh, my gosh, what I... I Blitnikoff? No, that's the that, that's the wide receiver. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tom Tom Dempsey. Tom Dempsey. Yeah. yeah. I remember just seeing like the pictures, and I'm like, how how is he kicking? He's got a club on. <laughs> he's just got a club on the end of his leg. He basically just bludgeoned it, and he got to kick it. How <laughs> all how the rest of us wanted to, but it made it, it was. Yeah. That was not that was not fair, but yeah. Oh. Um, holy cow! Morton Morton Anderson played. 25 seasons in the NFL. That's longevity. Yep. Amazing. Yeah. So, so he would have had to have been older than older than that then. Yeah. He played till two, his last season was 2007, 2008. <laughs> so how old does it say how old he was? He was. 40. So he's he was born in eight. Uh, he was 40, 47. 47. Yeah. Uh, for, yeah, 46, 47. Oh, man. I don't think Tom Brady's getting that. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> Tom Brady's going to give pass this year. Um, Bruce Arians has given him a quite quite all he can handle <laughs> down there. Yeah. Um, but I saw, I did see a, r- a really good commentary on it of it's not Brady. It's, hmm. it's Bruce Arians. Because when they brought Brady in, they everybody expected them to run the Brady offense, mm-hmm. and they're not. They're running the same Bruce Arians offense that caused Jameis Winston to throw 30 interceptions. So he's had he's he's got more interceptions this year than he had all of last season, like the past two or three years combined. So it's not it's not necessarily Brady. It's it might be the play calling and and what they're asking him to do, and he's going to do it. But I don't know. I, I'll, I would still take him. <laughs> yeah, so would I. I mean, it's it's just one of those well, things where like you're on the fourth string at this point. <laughs> it's true. That's ah <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but I, to ha- I'm it's it'll be a shame if they don't do something with all of those weapons that they have right now. Oh yeah, it's ah oh, nuts. But, well, I mean, when they started putting that team together, and I heard Leonard Fournette come over, I'm like, are you kidding me? So Leonard Fournette, Antonio Brown, um, oh, yeah, of course I would blank out, but I mean, the, like Godwin Evans. Yeah. My, yeah. Mean, Mike Evans, Godwin. Um, and there's the other running back. Um, oh, Ronald Jones. Mm-mm. I mean, uh, he's, he's awesome he's, too. Uh, um, was, oh, was, uh, uh, Shady. LaShawn McCoy. Oh, sh- yeah. Shady McCoy. Yeah. Yeah. LaShawn McCoy. You've got Leonard Fournette. You've got Jones. I mean, they're, they're all legit runners. Mm-hmm. It, it, I don't know what they're doing. And they had three serviceable tight ends when Gronk came back, so they didn't even yeah. need him to be in shape right away. They had Cameron Bray and OJ Howard. Howard unfortunately went down, but like, yeah, I mean, those are three reliable pass catchers. They're like, <sighs> yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the season plays out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, with COVID and all that sort of stuff. I mean, I've already kind of. Reserve, resign myself to the fact that the college football season it's just it's just screwed at this point with uh you know with the, i think it's the big 10 is pushing all their games back and wisconsin's Man. not even gonna get a chance to play for the national title because they haven't played enough games when clearly they're a better team than you know some of the others so i don't know we'll we'll see how it all shakes out um and see if the i think i asked this question on on your show if the Steelers can go, uh, if the Steelers can go undefeated. Yeah, I, I think I, I'm a, I'm. This may be like a little bit old school, but like I just think that they need to lose one. Yeah. 
so they get like I don't I, I, it's hard to quantify but like you need you need one reality check to make the possibility of losing real so you kind of keep your edge yeah. um you know regardless of how many like weird cryptic sound bites that like Mike Tomlin can can give about like inspiration and things like that, that don't make any don't make any sense but somehow make all the sense in the world like I just I just think that if if they drop one maybe and they could still hold on to the buy then I that's like I I think the pressure of being the team to go like you know 17 18 19 and 0 or whatever it may be is like sometimes can be a little overwhelming but you never yeah, know Yeah I well I mean look at what it did to the Patriots mm-hmm. you know uh, they couldn't couldn't get past the Giants multiple times yeah. so Okay so man we've 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 exhausted the uh, <laughs> the fantasy football and uh so i'm on my i'm on my like my last thing and this thing i've started doing on the show is rapid fire okay you. so the rapid fire i'm gonna i'm gonna give you two options and just first thing that comes to mind just throw it out there and, and mm-hmm. we'll we'll see how this how this <laughs> plays out so it it is random so there's there's no real rhyme or reason to some of these questions and we'll uh we'll see where you go with it so all right all right so number one dog or cat dog dog okay netflix or youtube youtube call or text call oh see i'm a text guy i'm like oh just shoot me a text i'll i'll get it and and send it back um cardio or barbell cardio (laughs) facebook or twitter I'm kind of neither, but I'm more to- and I'm getting into Twitter now. Okay. I, I like well, the I thought I like the the succinctness of it. Yeah. So. I, well, I thought about putting Instagram in there, but Instagram is Facebook, so I was like, you know, because Instagram is kind of where I'm living right now. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of my that's kind of my place. I, I yep. can get pictures, I can get updates and things like that. So, um, mobile or console games? I, I'm a console game at heart. Yep. Um, Apple or Android? Apple. Cake or pie? Oh, 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 oh that's a tough one. I'm going to go pie. Okay. So, funny side story with that. Um, I was listening to Rich, Rich Froning's podcast, and he was talking about Marie Callender's Dutch apple pie. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. I, I went out and bought it, cooked it up. I was like, okay, yep. He's the goat. Yep. <laughs> he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> he knows what he's talking about. I, I don't uh, know if there's still a thing anymore, but Baker's Square used to be this restaurant chain that we used to have okay. in California. The one that was near us went under like 15 years ago, but they used to do this French silk pie that would make you slap your grandma. Okay, so that's funny because I when you said that, I was thinking of um, a restaurant we had called the Village Inn mm. that had a French silk pie that, like, just like you said, was amazing. And I would always go and get the French silk pie at Village Inn, but now they're they're gone. I think actually the restaurant's a blood bank now. Oh, <laughs> so, oh, all right. Like it's like I haven't seen a Village Inn for a good decade, and if I have seen one, like you look at it kind of sideways, like ooh, that's still there. Okay. Okay. Uh, It's like when you you roll up on like a Shoney's. Like I haven't seen Shoney's in in forever. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, I just, I just Googled it. Their pies from Village Inn have won numerous awards from the American Pie Council. Didn't know that was a thing, but Uh, I didn't either. How do I get on that? How do I, how do I become a judge? I I volunteer. Oh, Oh, no way. They renamed it Baker Square. They're the same restaurant. (laughs) No way. That's, yeah, that. See, it is the best. We didn't mm-hmm. even know, and and we've already we've already called it. Okay, big party or small gathering? I'm a big party guy. Yeah, and it, it, it depends on who's there too. Like it's, it's the guest list makes a big difference. All right, football or basketball? Basketball. That's okay. tough. That's really tough. If playing, if I'm playing basketball okay i think everything i'm football mm-hmm. like playing watching i'm i'm just 
I'm more of a football guy myself. I, I went through a basketball stage. I'm not very good. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I mean, I'm 5'10", 225. I'm not going up for a rebound, <laughs> but I'll knock your block off coming over the middle. Yep. <laughs> let's let's go. Um, so what's worse, laundry or dishes? I would have, you know, six, a year ago I would have said dishes, but my honey-do list has largely cons- constituted both. And so I will say laundry for the sheer fact of folding. Yes. I hate folding. That, I'll, I'll leave it in the dryer, and I will live out of the dryer for weeks <laughs> if it were up to me. <laughs> in fact, I'm pretty sure my whole, like my first apartment, I don't even think I put anything in the dresser. <laughs> I would just wear it, put it back in the wash, <laughs> let it fill up, run it put it in the dryer and then just go out of the dryer. It was, it was a simple life. Yep. But I didn't have anybody to impress at that time. Um, it was point. just, just before I met my wife. So, um, okay. Hamburger or tacos? Tacos. Okay. Um, online or in-store shopping? In store, I have weird, I've, 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 I've weird body shape. I got like arms that can, I can scratch my knees standing up and I have a, my hips or like, maybe like three inches below my nipples. So I'm like, I'm like all legs and arms and no torso. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, okay. some, I'm like a Shel Silverstein character. <laughs> okay. Toilet paper over or under? Oh, over. over. Yeah. yeah. Over. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a savage. <laughs> <laughs> the pandemic has not, you know, changed that. I mean, we don't have any toilet paper, but if I had some, it's going over. <laughs> Um, more important in a partner or funny, mm, funny, hundred okay. percent at the movies, candy or popcorn candy. Yeah. I'm the same way. Um, so that's like, that's, that's all the questions. That's, all right. Yeah. Ran, ran through the gauntlet. So I like those. Wasn't, wasn't too bad. You yeah, know, no, no. I have, but... I, I have some that like, I also, so I'm a wedding DJ as well. That's like mm-hmm. another one of my hats and things that I do. So I've actually got this game where I, where I, um, it's called the shoe game or the newlywed game Yeah. where I sit the couple back to back and I ask them random questions like this, but it's more along the lines of, um, you know, like out of the two of you, who's the better driver. And they've have one of each of their shoes in their hand and they have got, they've got to raise the one that they think is the better driver, but they're back to back. So they can't see who's mm-hmm. answering. Oh yeah. 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 So it's similar, like rapid fire, like these questions, and they got to answer real quick. So <laughs> love it. I, I have fun with it, but man, Tommy, I appreciate it. Like we've we've filled up. Like this is by far you have like exceeded anybody else as far as the uh, the time on the, oh, on the podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> we've set records. We set I records. love it. Okay, I'll uh, take that. <laughs> we, I mean, I mean, two separate days. Like we, you know, we we broke it up, and you know, we're gonna put it all together. It's gonna be. I think it's going to be one long show. I, th- I think I'm just going to put it together and just be like, okay, this is part one, part two, and we'll throw a sponsor in the middle and mm-hmm. <laughs> call it a day. I love it. But, uh, man, thank you so much for, for being on the show. And also, dude, uh, and I, I echoed this to Sean as well, and another friend of mine, Tom, really it's you guys and and him that have kind of inspired me to do a podcast mm-hmm. because – like I really only got into podcasts when I started traveling and driving a lot. And, you know, I, like I love music, but sometimes I just don't want to hear, you know, I can't decide what to listen to. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to just hear something else. And I started putting on podcasts and then of course everything blew up in 2018. I think it was a Facebook post from somebody that pointed me in the direction of your show. And I started listening to you guys started listening to, of course, who doesn't listen to Rogan. I mean, mm-hmm. you kind of, if you're in a podcast, you have to and <laughs> yeah. you know, give homage to the Godfather. Yep. Uh, but it's you know it shows like you guys, uh, my buddy Tom, kind of was the one that kicked me, you know, kicked me in the pants, and I was like, wait, how'd you do this? You mean I don't need all this equipment and stuff? And mm-hmm. you know, kind of got me on the road, and now I've bought equipment. In fact, I got something else in today that my wife was like, this free podcast is starting to cost us money. <laughs> <laughs> You need to start making <laughs> make the money with this because this this equipment is expensive. I was like, I I know we're working on it, but 
you know, man, I wanted to thank you for, for being on the show, but also kind of being somebody that, you know, when I have a question, I've, mm -hmm. you know, sent you stuff and been like, Hey, you know, what about this? What about that? And, and you've been a huge help and man, I appreciate it. And, oh, and before we, we sign off of this, tell everybody how they can follow you and where they can listen to you or, or read like all the, give, give, give all the, all the stats. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so our podcast talking elite fitness, you can, you can find us at talking elite fitness on Instagram, um, as well as on Facebook. We also have our YouTube channel under the same name. Um, you can get our podcast on all the platforms, Spotify, Apple, uh, Google play marketplace, basically anywhere that you listen to podcasts and you can access that through our link in our bio or at talking which is our website. Um, I'm on Instagram at Tommy Marquez. That's just all my personal stuff. Um, hopefully I want to start actually a travel, like a travel and adventure account for all the times I'm out in the world, but COVID kind of put a, a damper on that. Yeah. But then, on top of that, I also write, uh, for the morning chalk up as well. So I'm putting out, you know, two to three to four articles weekly on the morning chalk um, and on via their, their e-newsletter every day. I think that's, I think that's it. And then who knows, maybe, maybe I'll actually be on some, uh, some live CrossFit competition next year as well. Oh man, I hope, I, I, I absolutely hope that we get back to being in person and, and doing competitions again. I mean, we have actually, um, we're doing reindeer rumble mm -hmm. this year. Um, that actually, by the time this airs, it'll be the next day. I think mm -hmm. if, if, if I, if I can get all my editing done and, <laughs> and get it out on Friday, um, the next day will be reindeer rumble where we're, we've got 90, 95 two person teams signed cool. up for, um for this event and it's on a christmas tree farm like so it's outdoors wide open space but it's on a christmas tree farm and the third workout we actually run through the christmas trees that's awesome so it's and it's a costume it, it's a costume party so it's a it's a christmas themed the best name the best costume and i've seen the name list and they're ridiculous they're, oh my goodness yeah it's 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 going to be a good time, but yeah, 95 teams signed up to uh, signed up to compete. So, I mean, 100. And, why can't I do math today? 185 athletes. Yeah. 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 190. Yeah. yeah. So 190 athletes signed up um, to go out there and throw down and and have a good time. It's, oh, it's, so I'm I'm excited. Like that kind of live stuff's coming back, but I want the big stuff you know, to come back. I want to go back to Madison mm -hmm. uh, so badly. I had such a great time last year. Um, got to meet you there. Yeah, and it was great. It was, it was just phenomenal. So, but man, we'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and call it here. Uh, and uh, man, looking forward to seeing what you got in the future and thank you so much. Thanks, man. Welcome back, everybody, and I hope that you enjoyed that talk with Tommy Marquez. I know I did. Um, we had a lot of fun recording these episodes. We we cut up, we goofed off, we we joked around about pie and all sorts of amazing things. I think our teams are pretty good when it comes to the fantasy football team. We'd run we'd we'd uh, run the ranks if if you will. But uh, man, we had a great time. We had a, we had a lot of fun, and I'm super looking forward to our next. Um, I'm sure Tommy will be back on the show. So. Looking forward to that next time as well, and uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. Before we go, of course, i got to tell you about Duke Cannon Supply Company. DukeCannon.com is the place to be. You can find a link in the bio on our Instagram. Uh, if you go to Wex Appeal Podcast on Instagram or Facebook, you can find the link and uh, get hooked up with the best products available for your smell. You're going to smell good. You're going to smell nice. You're going to smell absolutely fantastic they got a lot of great um, scents for the holidays so if you want to stock your stockings almost almost messed it up stuff your stockings with the greatest smelling men's cologne deodorant soaps known to man go to dukecannon.com and use the promo code bbwex10 bbwex10b both of those will work um, and if they don't just shoot me a direct message and I'll get you your own personal Discount code for 10% off of your first order. You will not be disappointed. I promise you that. Man, we got a lot of things coming up in the holidays. I got some great guests. Um, 
the next episode is actually going to be with a um, animal expert. So a little bit different than what we have normally talked about here on the show, but I am super excited. And uh, it's going to be a, li- a good time. If there's anybody that you want on the show, by all means, go to our Facebook or our Instagram page and tag them. I actually have a post that I said if there's any guests that you wanted to uh, have on the show, tag them and then tell me why you want to hear from them on the show. And I'll do my best to try and get them on the show. We're working behind the scenes over here trying to get the absolute best content that we could we could possibly get. And being a brand new podcast, it's a little hard because they say, oh, you've only got X amount of followers. Why would I want to be on that show? But we are gaining speed and gaining traction. And every day we're getting more and more followers to the show. And I thank you for that if you are one of those loyal followers. Also, we have a t-shirt available. It's only available for a couple days. Um, actually, this episode is going to come out and it's only going to be available for like the first day or two of that episode. Then it's gone. And it's a one-time deal. Also, link is in the bio on Instagram. I'll also put it in the comments on the YouTube page. And also on the... Um, the liner notes in the podcast. So go over there, get it hooked up. Thank you for joining me for part two of Tommy Marquez. And uh, we will see you next time. Peace.